Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of This Book Changed My Life. I'm your host, Natalie Ford, and I'm sitting here at my computer thinking about how I'm I'm really just an English teacher. That's what I am. And I don't say just to minimize that role. I say just to say, like, I just want to be an English teacher. <laughs> it's funny because when I was an English teacher, I am an English teacher, excuse me, Uh, But when I was there at school, I would often imagine like, you know, all the things I would often say to my kids on really bad days when they were driving me totally insane. I would say, guys, I need to go sit down and Google how much baristas make at Starbucks. You know, we all kind of joke like this job is driving me crazy. But being away from it has only made me, of course, really appreciate and love all that chaos and all that, all that madness that happened on a daily basis. And I know I've said that before on this podcast. I know I've said that before to my students on their podcast, and I'm just going to probably keep saying it. On today's show, we have a guy who, when I think about like, who is Berkeley? Who is Berkeley High School? Who is Berkeley? The person that I am interviewing today answers that question. He is kind he is fun to be around. He is extremely dedicated to our community. He is extremely hardworking. That's Berkeley to me. So on the podcast today, we have Dan Inman, who has so much Berkeley in his heart. It's kind of hard to believe. Dan has had a really interesting life path, and he talks a lot about that on the podcast today. And then magically, his book actually kind of matches that, which I think is so cool. I learned a lot about Dan Inman, and this is really the reoccurring theme for me in, in calling my coworkers and asking them questions, is I just, there's so much about people that I didn't know that, you know, I know all the things about them you'd know in the work setting. Dan's a U.S. history teacher. He's a PE teacher. He's always at all the staff events. Again, he loves Berkeley with all of his heart. You know, I know all these great things about Dan, but I never knew he was an avid reader. And there's all sorts of things about how he got to this profession that I didn't know about also. I found this interview really entertaining. And just like every time I talk to Dan, I have such a nice time. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. And let's get Dan on the pod. Here we go. Danny Inman. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Natalie. How are you today? <laughs> this is so great. I'm good. How are you, Dan? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. That's a, it's a um, beautiful Sunday morning up in uh, mid-Michigan, um, where I'm at right now. I know. I, so. was, I was wondering where you are. Are you? Where are you? Um, we have a place near Gladwin. Um, by the Titabawassee River, so we're up there, and uh, it's been it's been really nice. Not a whole lot of people. Uh, we pretty much stick to ourselves and get out for walks in the woods, uh, down trails, do a little bike riding. So we're pretty quarantined, but still able to get outside, and that's nice. Are you guys? In, are you are you just are you going to be there indefinitely? You think? No, I think we're, we've been we've come home a few times. You know, like just come home for a couple of days and. And did some laundry and, and those kinds of things, and then yeah. came right back. So it's, but 
it's nice here. It's we enjoy it here. So why not stay here if we can make it work? And my wife works from home here, so it works for her. So it's a pretty good setup right now. Wow. Um, well, it's it feel you know what I mean. I my husband did say to me like, let's just get out of town. <laughs> and I I mean like we're not doing that obviously because I'm way too anxious you know about like going down the street, let alone getting out of town. But I'm sure there's I mean to me there is something appealing about just being away from, from everything right now. Um, it is. So, and I think, you know, people were saying like, don't go, don't travel because then you're going to be, you know, spreading it. But we came here, but we're not going any, to any stores. We're not going any place besides sticking just in our, you know, neck of the woods per se. Right. So well, I'm I sure you're grateful to have that place. Yeah, I am very grateful. It's uh, it's been really nice, actually. Okay, well, let we're gonna. So, so first of all, Dan, thanks for being on my show. And these episodes are gonna drop next week over spring break. And uh, I've talked to uh, who have I talked to so far? I talked to Robin, and I talked to Jess Sandvit, and um, Malash said you would be a good person to talk to. And to be honest, like I never knew that you were a reader. Yeah, so I am, you know, I try to fit it in as much as I can, you know, it goes, it goes in waves, right? As uh, yeah. things in life kind of come about, you either are pushed away from it for a little while, or you're really engrossed in it. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy reading and I didn't enjoy reading, you know, in the past. So, um, right. so when we get to your reading history part, you know, mine might be a little bit different than, than some I know, but you know, I really, that's kind of what I love about this is like, people have surprised me with their answers. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I just naturally make assumptions about people, but I think it's, I think it's awesome that you hear people say, oh, I didn't love it at a certain point, but I came to it later. And I, I know a lot of people are like that. Um, but I also, it's like you and I, we've talked about so many things, but we've never talked about books before. So I'm intrigued as to what I'm, I'm intrigued as to what you're going to say. Okay. So let's start with it. What, what is your reading history? Tell me everything from like, what do you remember as a kid to how bad did you hate it? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So reading as growing up, like as a, as a kid, like we had books around the house, but like, wasn't kind of that we, it wasn't like we were read to every night. Although, you know, as a kid, I'm sure I was read to, but that wasn't one of those things. I just never liked to really read. It wasn't really a part of it. I remember having books around the house, but wasn't really like, wasn't like engrossed or ingrained in our, in our, in our life. So, and I was a pretty active kid out and about. So like reading to like sit in one place to read would have been maybe torture for me. Yeah, so, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, were you like on your bike playing baseball all over the neighborhood? Was that kind of your story as a kid? Yeah, it would basically, I got outside in the morning, whether it was my own, you know, my own doings or my ma through, you know, cause I grew up with two brothers. So, you know, threw all three of us out of the house and said, you know, see you at the end of the day type thing. And we, you know, so reading really wasn't, wasn't a part of like sitting around the day and, and doing that. We were out and about riding bikes. We had a field behind our house, playing in the field, like those sorts of things that um, we did. So reading really didn't play a huge part early on. And when I got to, when I got to middle school, this is where I thought I had it licked, right? Is that I remember my English teacher saying that 
you know, when we started talking about paragraphs, how the topic sentence will tell you what the rest of the paragraph it is. So I'm like, bingo, why would you, why would you need to read the rest of the paragraph if the first sentence tells you all you have to read, right? <laughs> so yeah yeah common strategy dan common strategy. so i'm like great that's all i'm gonna do is and so for years that i did that right throughout middle school i did that um and that you know so but again i was busy and i was just reading books to like get done with things for the most yeah. part wait dan stop how did that strategy work out and i'm not asking to like prove a point i just out of curiosity like did you do okay in school and people like never knew that you weren't reading everything that was handed to you yes i think it was a good survival strategy i wouldn't say it's the best <laughs> like st strategy to pull things out but as far as like to get by, like I could do it. And I was, you know, I was a decent student in class. You know, I was a decent student. I was, you know, like a, I was a B student. Um, and uh, so it got me through a lot um, until that's, later, that's until later. And then it kind of caught up with me, right? But, yeah, okay, um, so keep going. Middle school, then what happens? So then I had like a big break, breakthrough and you're gonna laugh about this is that ninth grade English class was the first book that I ever read cover to cover. Wow. What was it? Great Expectations. <laughs> oh my God. You read that cover to cover? Well, we did it in class, right? So we did it in class. We read in class. For whatever reason, I enjoyed the book. I don't know if I identified with Pip and that, hey man, how great is that to have somebody of wealth or whatever kind of like, you know, look over you and try to help you out along the, your way, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was like my first book that I read cover to cover. Now that's amazing. That book is so, I mean, at least for me, I think they read it sophomore year at Berkeley, but it's so rough. I mean, it's so hard in so many ways. So I think it's awesome that you enjoyed it. Yeah. So that was, and, and what it did to me, like, and later on, like, I think when you look at books, like later on, you figure out like why that maybe a book was important or whatever, but that, yeah. but that gave me a lot of empowerment you know, like it, it accomplished like a goal, like, oh my word, I did it. I won. I got to the end of the book. I was able to get through it all. And I think that gave me a big, huge, you know, lift in which that I, I could do, do that reading. I could, you know, I could tackle a book. I could read it from cover to cover. Yeah. So I think that that helped me out a lot. Yeah, I'm nodding my head. It's funny because Robin said something similar. Like she said her English teacher gave her something super hard. She was like, uh, no. And then by the end of it, she was like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm reading the hard stuff. Yeah. And um, I think that's great that your teacher I, – I, I don't know why, but I think I need to do more of that like – a reading out loud in class with a lot of works and then also really like celebrating kids when they finish a big hard book even if they even if we read the whole thing in class you still read it right it doesn't matter right right so it was uh so that's you know pretty good and me personally i like i like being read to i think it's kind of really it's nice it's cool you know um so yeah i suggest yeah that'd be a great idea for you i think yeah, for sure. It's funny you say that because my son, he's in middle school, but we read out loud to him when he was obviously old enough to read, like probably middle of elementary school. We had this series that we read out loud to him all the time. And he has still today, he'll go like, oh my God, that was the best book. I loved, 
reading it and it was it was a really good book series so I agree and I it's hard to convince students that like reading out loud is a thing that can be kind of valued and treasured even when you're older but I agree okay so um so then okay so then Dan was there anything else in high school that was noteworthy or like what was did you start reading books cover to cover or did you go back to your topic sentence only strategy so no, I would read books cover to cover then because I, I had no more information because, you know, take being a, having to write an essay in school yeah. or taking a test in school, like you couldn't yeah. get by with the, the topic sentence anymore. Right. Um, yeah. So I did that. But, you know, what I read in school, I would read in school outside of school. What I tended to fall to were more how to books. Like oh, things yeah. that would teach me stuff as I went along. Cause I felt like, okay, there was value in that and that I could learn a skill or I could learn something new. And that helped me, um, you know, that helped me later on. Like I was, I was like, say outside kid. I love to hunt and fish. So right. I got, read a lot of books that had to do with like about hunting and fishing and those kinds of outdoor activities that help me learn skill. Um, and then where'd you go to college, Dan? So I went to, I went to John Carroll University for a couple of years. Um, I went down there. I wrestled down there um, in Cleveland, Ohio. So I went down there for a couple of years. And I didn't, and this is where we turned in more of my reading history, right? Is that I did, so I did not do very well. So I couldn't, I, maybe I wasn't that kid that, you know, wasn't really, I uh, didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into as far as like college and, and yeah. the, being an athlete, the demand mm -hmm. of that and so forth. And but one of the things that I really struggled with was with with reading in English. I had a very difficult time with that. In fact, I had such a bad time there that I had to take a remedial reading class in college. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and talk about like falling off a pedestal. Right. But um but it was, it was the lady, and I wish I could remember her name, but she was probably the, like a lifesaver, one of the best people in the world. And what they did for me is like, I was reading like these, these short stories and having to work on my comprehension, pulling things out of there. But what yeah. they did, what they did for me is they taught me how to read. Like, yeah. no, like, I don't ever remember anybody ever teaching me how to read, what to okay. pull out. Um, right. You know, I was like a word by word reader. Yeah, yeah. And that just like, you know, it just crushed me in a, in, in a lot of senses. So, um, so after I took that class, I mean, that really opened up a lot more doors for me and where I could almost enjoy, enjoy reading. Um, so that was huge. Yeah, um, that's so what I, I'm so intrigued by that. Like, I mean, to have that class in a college setting, like we've tried to have that a type of class, I should say, like reading support at Berkeley. And it is so hard because you, you have to really like win the kid over. Right. You got to get them to you got to earn the trust. Right. Because you really you're really saying to them you're be, you're behind. You know, you're not doing what so you're missing a piece. And that can be really tough for students to hear and to you know, it's like a vulnerable position to be in. Oh yeah, I mean, I would I would say I was pretty fragile then, just because my world was like collapsing, right? Yeah. So my grades were falling apart, making it what I wanted to do. So you know there were things, and you know inevitably I left John Carroll University. I came home um, from there. I ended up working at a plant, uh, a GM plant for seven years, and then I went to OCC, became a, a paramedic, and wanted to be a firefighter. And, 
And at that point in time, it didn't really work for me. Um, and then I went back to, uh, and then I went back to school, Wayne State University and, and became a, uh, a phys ed teacher with a social studies minor. Dan, I never knew any of this about you. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you, um, is there part of you that, um, cause I know you're retiring. Is there part of you that has a desire to go back to the first responder or medical field? Or are you just like, it's time to rest everybody. Well, I, you may not, but I've been working as a firefighter for the last, seven, last 17 years for the city of Troy. I did not know that. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy, so. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the city of Troy is all volunteers. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So have you had He's, like calls and have you had to do crazy stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, anything, any other city would have. Yeah, really. We, you know, we've done and I've done and yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, wow. This is a separate conversation, Dan, but I do want to hear all about that <laughs> at some point. Next time we okay. go to the bar, Dan, I'm going to sit down with you and you're going to tell me some crazy firefighter stories. Um, okay. I, I've got, I've got some for you. <laughs> okay. Wait, real quick. Oh, sorry. So we have to pause here because now you have to tell me your BHS bio. So when you came to us, did you start at, where'd you start and in what capacity? Okay, so um, I came to uh, Berkeley in 98 as a PE teacher. Okay. Okay, so years ago, well, you know, I graduated from Berkeley High School. Oh, I didn't know that. What, uh, can I ask yep. you what year you graduated or you don't want to talk about it? Nope, I graduated in 83. Okay, got it. Okay, I met my wife at Berkeley High School, 84. Adorable. So, and... Uh, but so, yeah, so I, so there, and then I went away to college, did that. Um, I tried to come back to Berkeley to try to teach there because I was coaching there a little bit. Um, and so, but that didn't work out. And then on an old resume, Jim Basil called me in 98 and said, Hey, um, found your resume. I'd like you to come in and, uh, and do an interview. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. And um, I said, but I'll come in and talk to you. So I came in and talked to him for oh, at least an hour, sitting around just kind of talking on a Friday. And he said, hey, um, if you're interested, we'll do an interview. I went home, thought about it, talked to Joellen Smith over the weekend because she was a friend of mine. And, uh, and then the rest is history. So then I came, uh, I came to Berkeley in 98 uh, for many years. And then in the last five years, I transitioned over to U.S. history. Um, Dan, sometimes I think about how, like, our job, like, picking the place that you work is, like, rushing a fraternity or a sorority. I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way. And, like, it is. And, like, <laughs> some, sometimes we hire people, and then, like, a year later, they're gone. And you're kind of like, yeah, you weren't – it wasn't a good fit. You know what I'm saying? But when I when yeah. I think about you, I think, like, you are, like – I don't want to say that you're not – I'm using a fraternity metaphor and it's not working because I don't associate you with that stereotype. But, like, you're, like, a Ber- you're like the Berkeley guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I've been there for a long time. So, Berkeley's kind of gone through my blood. So, after I retire this year, there will be – there has been an Inman – in my family, myself, my mom, my brothers, my nephews, in the halls of Berkeley continuously for 45 years. Wow. So you are really Mr. Berkeley, like you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've been around there for a long time. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fabulous place. I love being there. Um, 
it's, it's, you know, it's been a lot. I met my wife there, you know, my daughter went there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been a big, um, it's a bit, a big part of our lives. Yeah, for sure. Like you're totally, a, when I think of, I don't know, when I just think of like Berkeley people, you're at the top of the list. Um, and I, <laughs> I also think I rushed the right fraternity or sorority, whatever you want to call it by coming to Berkeley. Um, okay. So Dan, what is the book that changed your life? Okay. So here's another little tidbit. So that, I had to read a book for my master's degree in library and information science. Wait, hold on. So, do, you have a master's in library and information science? Yeah, I was uh, I was a librarian for a few years. What, yeah. What is going on with you, Dan? I didn't know any of that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're peeling away the onion, kid. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so you have a master's in library in um, library science. Keep going. Yes. Okay, so one of the books that I read was a memoir biography about Louis L'Amour. It's called The Education of a Wandering Man. Now, I will say, like, I think sometimes you look at a book and you say, um, you don't know the impact it has on your life till maybe later. So when you pose that question about, you know, what was a book that changed your life? Like, I don't say that it necessarily, I read this book and like I said, oh my word, this book has changed my life and I'm, and I'm catapulted in another direction. I think later on, I feel like, wow, that book really is like one of the cornerstones of my life reading and so forth. So what it, what it, um, what he details, Louis L'Amour is basically his life of traveling around the country and the world and finding himself for the most part and educating himself through different jobs, through reading. He dropped out of school when he was 15. You know, he was a hobo. He was a merchant Marine. He was a, a cattle skinner. Like he would, just did all these odd jobs throughout. And he was also, he was really into talking to people, especially the, like the elderly and gaining information. And I think that's why he became such a prolific writer. Um, but the one thing that he, that, was the real impact is that he always carried a book with him. So, um, so I tend to do that now. I, I mean, I won't say always cause always is a kind of yeah. a tough thing, but, I, but generally there's a car in my book. There's something to read always in my backpack. Like wherever I go, I tend to have something that I can read. And so whenever there's a down moment, standing in a line doing this, like you can always pull out that book or, you always have that like sense of entertainment or sense of education at your, at your disposal. Now we, I know we walk around with phones all the time, yeah. but, um, you know, so we have that Avenue, but, uh, but I still tend to like keep a magazine, keep a newspaper, keep a book, something around with me all the time, just to be able to read the, the other point to that book really is in the back of the book. He writes down every book that he ever read. And it's, it's this huge list of all the things that he's read, which is just phenomenal. So after that time, I since have done the same thing. I have this reading diary or reading journal where I write down the title, page number, um, the copyright of every book that I've read. How many books do you have? Do you know? You know what? I don't. I really I don't know. They're all like on these like they're all together, but they're just like varied pieces of paper right i put yeah. the date you know when i read it and so forth you know so i don't know i would say that i read about 10 to 12 books a year so about a book a month maybe 
right? So, um, but, you know, so and it's kind of a nice thing for me to do because I can look back at some of the books that I've read or I remember like, oh, here's a book I forgot about that I should tell someone to read or those kinds of things. But again, I think it's also this huge empowerment tool of like, wow, I've read all these books. I've done, you know, I think yeah. it's just a, a sense of accomplishment, maybe. I have so many things to say right now. Okay, one, have you ever thought about how like your own life sort of parallels the education of a wandering man like that you also have like done a lot of random things with your life and it was never really linear or like the path that you that other people take um maybe perhaps not until you just said that or maybe i spoke out loud i kind of think like wow yeah uh, yeah because i have done quite a few things but you you have um, and a lot of them are non-traditional i think you've been educated in some non-traditional ways that was my first comment i was like wow that's so weird that your life not that I know the details of Louis L'Amour. Okay, the other thing that I think is interesting is that you have your master's in library science, and you are also a person who personally catalogs their own book lists. I think that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny to me that your book lists are really disorganized when you have a master's in how to organize book lists. But also, right. um, Dan, wait, you know what's funny is when I was talking to Jess, she does the same thing where she writes down, or I don't know if she does it anymore, cause, but she, she started a while ago. And I think that is so, I've never done that. And my husband was the first person he said that he used to have like a word document where he would just type out like title and author and date. And I always thought like, what, like, who cares? Like, what's <laughs> that? And then like, so, so many people do this. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's great. I, you know, and I, so I feel like, you know, it, it gives you that, I, I don't know what it does, but it gives me a sense of like joy when I put the next book into the, on the list, right? So yeah. I just finished a book. So now I'm going to get go over there, put, sit down, bring a piece of paper out, and I'll write down the next book that I finished reading. So, um, you know, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's for like, me, it's, like, yeah, it's nerdy it's like, cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, the satisfaction you get of like making a to-do list and crossing it off. It's like the opposite but equal satisfaction where you're like adding to this huge catalog. Hey, what was the time period of, what was the time period in which Louis L'Amour lived? Um, you know, he, um, he died in, I want to say 91, like in okay. the 90s. I want to say in the early 90s. So, and how old he was. So, you know, he would, I don't know, I would say, so if he's in 90, let's say, so from like maybe the 20s, 20s okay, on. Yeah. So he saw some stuff is what I was trying to think of. Like he lived yeah, through I, crazy time periods. Yeah, I think he lived through some really changing times for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he saw the country transform for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, wait, I was he an American? Of... Yes. He... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wait, I had one more thing I wanted to say about your whole about your whole biography, and then is, is your wife a reader? Yeah, she's a very big reader. She's a crazy reader. Like she's and then the. Do you guys do yeah, you guys have like similar interests, or do you read different things? different things like once oh, in a while okay. I'll throw a book at her and then she'll read but she uh yeah she yeah we read different things once in a while our you know our reading lines will cross right but um generally we're we're a little bit different readers okay so last thing Dan, and then and then oh wait i have actually two things one is are you reading something right now i am I'm reading like what are you reading right now three books so I've got a few. I'm finishing up Jim Gaffigan's book on food, which is hilarious. Okay. Um, I'm also reading 
um, this book that probably is not, maybe it, I just started, it's called Doomsday. <laughs> it's a funny, it's, it's like a funny, like um, probably like juvenile literature type book, right? It's hilarious about these high school students that, that are varied high school that all of a sudden like the world just drops. And so it's kind of their perspective and it's kind of, it's kind of humorous. Yeah. And I figured, eh, I'll add a little bit of humor into things that are going on right yeah, now. Yeah, really. So Love it. That's good. And yeah. And uh, let's see, the other one I'm reading is Goldfinch. Oh, yeah. I heard that was good. I haven't read that yet. Yeah. Okay. And then my last comment, or it's more of a comment than a question then. Okay. You're about to retire. Have you ever thought that you should write your own memoir, like your own version of the education of a wandering man? Have you ever thought about writing down your stories? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be my next adventure. I just think that would be so fun to hear about. I don't know. You have so, like you said, you have, you have so many experiences or maybe, I don't know. You, you, you are a reader and you have come to reading, but you're not a writer. You have never arrived there. No, you know what? I haven't, you know, like in sometimes like, um, yeah, you know, I've never been like either either like a strong writer. Like I'll dabble in it now where I write some things down here or there, this or that, kind of like that secretive like journal yeah, yeah. as I go. But um not really not a real big big writer, but maybe someday we'll see. Mm-hmm. But you know what, maybe it's gotta slow down for me a little bit. So yeah. um sitting down to writing sometimes seems um like I'm I don't know, not a not a uh active enough for me. Yeah, I know. You're a very active guy, Dan, but I just I just feel like, I mean, this is my dream is to like live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and not have a full-time job and to just sit and write. Maybe it's, I'm trying to like live vicariously through you probably because you're about to enter into this awesome phase of life, but just think about it, Dan. Hey, well, you know what? If I start writing, there's going to be one person I'm going to be one of the first on my list to call and that would be you so all right i'm ready for it i'll read whatever you write i tell that to people all the time um okay thank you dan thank you so much for joining me this is awesome i really really appreciate the offer this has been um absolutely excellent okay thanks for uh thanks for all right i'm I'm gonna text you when your episode drops so you guys can listen to it perfect thank you all right bye dan bye have a good day